0: Hello and welcome to this episode of The Coaching Podcast from British Canoeing Awarding Body. Um, So uh, in today's um, coaching podcast I'm going to chat to Kieran Dews Um, Kieran's going to start just just tell us who you are Kieran and Um, what you do, where you do it and then we'll get on to the the, the meat of the conversation.
1: Yeah my so I'm Kira Guse. I'm um I'm currently the currently the under twenty three and senior head coach at Royal Critic Club, um coaching the, the sprint program here. Um I've come from Australia, I spent three years in Northern Ireland um and, and have since moved to uh, to London. Um yeah f- focused on, on coaching sprint athletes. Um yeah you know, my, my goal is to be coaching Olympians in the future. Cool. Um, yeah, because,
0: so, so uh, thanks for finding time for chat to us. So, so you, you've done some research. We're going to talk about today. So, do you want to just tell me a little bit about um, what drove this research? What, what was the what was the emphasis behind it? What made you choose to, to do what you did?
1: Yeah, so I did it as part of my um, the the masters in performance sports coaching at Sterling, um, and I guess I was, I was always been drawn into what's what's been the culture that's produced Olympic athletes, uh, particularly. The, the medalists, um, mm-hmm. so you we know, in our sport, you know, Tim Brabants, Ian Win, um, you know, Liam, Liam, and, and Johnny and Ed, um, as well coming from Australia, uh, the likes of Ken Wallace and, and uh, the su- su- success of the para mm-hmm. um, team there as well. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I wanted to look into performance sports cultures and uh, what what the role of coaches were in those cultures.
0: And uh, was that the specific question you set out to answer? What's the what was the role of Coaches in sports culture. Well, I,
1: um, I sort of had uh, two questions. Uh, one being, what was the perceived influence of the coach-athlete relationship, um, which, which is a social one, um, and how does it have what it have on uh, performance? But also, uh, what was the perceived influence of the same same relationship on the health and well-being of the athlete?
0: Okay, so so you so you're particularly interested in the coach-athlete relationship yep. in terms of performance and yep. how it underpins. Elite performance, but then also the, the role in that in terms of mental health and well-being mm. of both the coach and the athlete. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
1: was it was about both, but um, yeah, through the research, it was very much ended up very much more focused on the athlete. Okay. Um, yeah, the, we'll get into it later. But the coaches sort of all sort of put it all on like nothing to do with them kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And um,
0: I suppose this was this is quite pertinent, really, a bit driven by the winning at all costs as opposed to enjoying sport yeah being successful yeah but being happy yeah yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, absolutely yeah. we should enjoy what we're doing
1: yeah no it was very much very much uh i suppose in response to that mm-hmm. win at all costs and of course like you know what's come out in gymnastics and, and all sorts of sports now um, okay. of, of the, the negative
0: and the long yeah and the long-term yeah. effects on on the athlete post yeah competition yeah, i
1: would say that the the, the coaches and athletes that i did interview for this were all Typically, ones so who are still it's still talking to each other, still very much okay. you know, a, a part of each other's lives.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. so do, you want, do you want to flesh out the you know, what, what you did? If you maybe in broad, first of all, let's start in broad terms. What yep. was what was it that you? How did you go about answering the question? So you wanted to know about those those factors.
1: So I um, through personal connections, I sort of amassed a, a group of coaches and athletes um, that I that I approached and asked, you know, could they be interviewed for? And and luckily, a lot of them said yes. Um, they um they represent, but they're not not all British. They represent um, uh, a bunch of different countries. Some ended up being um, people who've, who've worked across uh, five different countries and sort of represent ten about ten different performance sports cultures. Okay. Throughout different times.
0: But this is all this was all based at um, what sort of level of performer? But all all of them
1: uh, are or have coached or have been um, Olympic medalists. <laughs> World Championship medalists uh, or Paralympic medalists.
0: Okay, yeah. so we're we're talking like elite elite sports people and their coaches. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, uh, so go on, in, I've I've interrupted a little bit there. What? what how did? That's right.
1: Um, it, it it well the the it didn't and it wasn't intentional, but they all ended up being, um, coaches and athletes, um, who were predominantly from emergent performance sports cultures where there has been Olympic, Paralympic, or world world championship success or medal success, um, but there isn't necessarily the the consistent success like we see from Hungary or Germany or okay. Spain. Um, so yeah, they're all all of that that level of performance where a medal is achievable, but it's not,
0: yeah, it's not okay. expected. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah. Okay. So we've got that in terms of they're not uh, the, the the individuals you spoke to aren't from a I suppose programs that consistently deliver. Ver- Top top level yeah. medal winning performances, but they are a are capable of that. So that yes, draws yeah. quite a lot of parallels with some of some yeah. of the UK. Absolutely,
1: yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. It's all been that, and it's uh, one thing. I sort of came out of it with was, if that's if that's like what happens when you get one or two medals, how does how does it look on a on a bigger scale program mm-hmm. where you are getting medals every year?
0: Um, okay. Yeah. So so. Talk, talk me through that how you went about. I mean, so so you, you had, these, had these coaches. So just talk through the, the research process for people who aren't f- familiar with it. So.
1: Yeah. So um, developed a or sort of went to find as much research as I could about um, about sporting cultures and and coach athlete relationships and um, and there's some good good um, good research around that's actually been produced from from uh, within the UK looking at. Traits of world-class or super elite um, athletes, and and how they operate their personal cultures, um, you know their upbringing, their, their home life, how, how, you know the family life when they were growing up, um, what they do in personal life, um, how how they operate within their their training group or with their coach, and um, that had a lot of interesting uh, information out within that, um, which then fed into the questions I actually it came out with five five basic um, areas such as like health and well being um, commitment um, the life events that sort of thing so all the okay. questions are based around that for both both the coaches and the athletes. Um, I would also say that all all the coaches that I interviewed were also previously athletes and all and some of the athletes um, have have gone on to be coaches or are still working in the sport. So they're all Still fairly connected to uh, either the, to to sport to their mm. sport in some way, um,
0: and, and so these questions were all based at trying to understand um, w- what were the successful underpinnings of their coach athlete relationship. Yeah. was that, yes. trying to coach trying to unpick that to find out what what makes up a successful <coughs> coach athlete relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah, and trying to find what was what was similar across all those mm-hmm. instances. Um, was this?
0: Were you also? I mean, you mentioned some research. So the, I think there's there's Jowitt research you were yeah, talking Jowet, about for the three Jowet C's, for, um,
1: Coach Athlete Relationships, and, and Hardy for uh, that look into the the, the super elite athletes. Yeah. So
0: so were you also looking to see if you, those athletes and coaches' experience married up with some of the research that was out there? Yeah. So yeah. a bit, a bit um, of a compare as well.
1: Yeah, to see to see what that looked like in the real world, mm-hmm. uh, rather than you know just reading just reading a journal article. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, seeing what his was what was it really, what it was really like if it's true. Um, and uh, as well taking that work from Hardy et al into, you know, what does that look like for the coaches? Because mm-hmm. the coaches are all, all athletes themselves previously, um, and to see if if they brought that um, personal philosophy, personal culture into their coaching.
0: Mm-hmm. And I suppose um, it'd be interesting, to don't know if it came up in your research as their experience of successful. Coach athlete relationships as athletes, mm. or whether that whether that translate whether they brought that historical kind of um, uh, experience with them, and or, or whether they were trying to recreate something that they didn't have before, and, and they, do you know what I mean? It, yeah,
1: that interesting. Oh, okay. There was both. okay. There was ones who were successful as athletes who then brought that mm-hmm. that into their coaching, and then that ones who sort of, uh, I guess, learnt what not to do. Okay. Um. Yeah. Had, had, maybe didn't have the best experience that they mm. they brought it into a, a good experience.
0: So. We know that reading through methods of research can be quite dry, so let's let's let's, let's overview that briefly. So this was done in terms of interviews, semi-structured interviews, Semi, yeah, semi-structured maybe then interviews, then profiled. Um, yeah,
1: there was so I had I had a list of questions. Um, it was quite interesting going through the interview process, having never properly done you know, real interviews before. Um, some of the some of those are interviewed sort of answered almost all my questions from asking the first question, whereas yeah. others I kind of had to draw out the answers for. Mm-hmm. Um, had to keep asking questions. Um, so I remember one, it was basically, I just asked one question, and he basically went through the entire list and ticked off <laughs> every single question William, i had. I've got somebody um, else to chat. Yeah, and then others I had to add, add in extra questions to really sort of like come back to come back to the question I've asked, just to make sure we can cover, mm-hmm. cover enough detail.
0: So, so you want to, if we, we'll, we'll assume that that's academically rigorous. I mean, we don't need to go through the detail of that. But what, um, so what were, what, what, you know, what were the findings? What, what were the interesting bits, the, the standout bits that maybe um, um, that people might be interested in listening to?
1: I mean, as expected, all, all the coaches and all the athletes were passionate. They were um, very focused, very committed. Um, you know, I think some of the standouts were, at least for the coaches, were very much that they were... Prepared to look at what they were doing um, with a very critical eye, and would always go down the path of having doing what needs to be done without really having that that external influence. Um, they, if they knew they needed to do, if the athlete needed support in one area, that's that was that's what mm-hmm. what they pursued. Um, they're very very steadfast in that, um, and I think that that ended up being quite a challenge for a lot of them. Um, in all of the PS, uh, sporting cultures, there was always a, a negative external influence, um, whether it was from an individual or a couple of individuals or, or even an organisation um, mm. that had to be worked around or uh, accommodated for or, or something that, that um, didn't necessarily get in the way, but it, it didn't make life easy for them.
0: Okay. Um, so, and this commitment—this was was it a line commitment? Did that come yes. across? Or, uh, yes. So, so it wasn't commitment. the um, an impacting of one character on the other. It was uh, an aligned commitment.
1: Very much an aligned commitment. I mean, it was it was quite interesting. There was a range in terms of how they um, you know approach training. There was a, quite a range from you know one one culture. There was there wasn't they they can't hand you a program and say this is what we did. Um, because they were they were very much relied on um, others around them. Um, this particular coach and athlete would would travel so they could be training with the fastest in the world. For okay. Instance, um, and they were always always going off and doing different training, but it was with with the fastest in the world. So naturally, you know, if you're neck and neck with the fastest in the world, you're probably going to be be reasonable. Be reasonable.
0: Um, you didn't 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 come out about how they aligned those. Those goals or intentions you know the the commitment um i suppose did that come out in the the research about how that how that was created or or how that was this it was
1: very personal all the Mm -hmm. all the i mean this this is probably a bit of a um confirmation bias within the the cohort of athletes just by nature you know all the the groups were coaches and athletes who who are very much friends and and get on and and all that Um, so by nature i think you, you find people who are aligned there you know they're, they're close enough to still be friends now okay possibly after 20 years or more um since they they were training um but yeah i think it was often by chance or or just by working together for such a long period of time mm-hmm. and um you know obviously going going through a lot you know a lot of um some athletes have had gone through very dark places and and obviously they'd all had very high level of success being on the podium mm-hmm. um, at world level so um, yeah they'd all all shared that that experience together
0: and I suppose by inference we could say if they hadn't have got those aligned goals they might not have uh, a, either be <laughs> as successful as they were for, from a coach and an athlete perspective but also they might not still be as friendly now, now as, yeah. as they as they've been we don't with that supposition in it but I suppose the the beat we can take from it is that they had aligned goals and they were equally as committed to mm. the process uh, each other so yeah. any other any other bits that stand out um, mm. I mean
1: they, they were definitely from the coach's point of view um, a lot of like this is um, driven driven benevolence they were um, they were very supportive of the athlete in, in a very definite direction mm-hmm. um, and that was in you know, in pursuit of all of that success um, sometimes that would you know, cause tension um, when when you know other life factors started to come in and, and um
0: Is it life factors from the coach or life factors from the athlete or both? both? both. The,
1: the coaches pretty consistently were all saying well didn't matter what my life was about you mm-hmm. know, they would they were very good at filtering out they're very good at filtering out both their own life situation but also a lot of the external influences from you know, other people from the sport from organizations um and keeping themselves as a buffer
0: right yeah i was going to suggest that so they not only do they buffer their life experience from that coach athlete uh, interaction but also act as a as a a filter or a buffer so that the athlete's able to focus on what they're they're doing and so the coach has got two roles there one is guiding the performance and the training Hmm. but also keeping the purity of that by by um defending that space. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. They mm-hmm. were yeah, all really, really good at that. Um, as well on, on top of that, the um, all the athlete also oh, all the coaches very much treated themselves as you know, as quote unquote athletes within the sport of coaching. Um, okay. they they approached their coaching as something that they need to be developing in constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the training their training was going off and looking at the research, looking at the stats, looking at um, how the athlete's doing and, and monitoring what's going on. You know, they they had a range of whether it was very scientific and like you know on the computer and you know, putting in the numbers and mm-hmm. into a spreadsheet or just a lot of self-reflection and you know, maybe some some scribble on a bit of paper. Um, but they all all did that in some way. Um, they're all very very aware. They they need to stay on top of research and stay on top of yeah. So they've they got to
0: work. stay on top of the coaching game and where technology or or yeah. knowledge is yes. in order to make sure their athletes got. The maximum performance advantage you yeah. can get from yeah. from the, the from them, yes, in terms of their knowledge, and then the application of that in terms of training programs or whatever they yeah. produce.
1: And, and that came from a space of being very self motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some of them were doing that. Um, but some of them were doing that in their spare time. Okay. Um, others, I, mean, I think they all all have been paid at some point, paid coaches at some point, mm-hmm. but weren't necessarily all the time. Um, cool. So they were very much doing it for the, for the love of the sport. For the
0: the passion for developing other people um so there's a bit of an over i'm just trying to recap on that so we've got the aligned goals but also the the aligned um intent that both both mm-hmm. wanted both of the both partners wanted to be successful yep. in in terms of uh, either a, they wanted the athlete to be successful but they also wanted to be successful as a coach yes. of, yeah. of a of a successful athlete yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah um Massively. I think Well, coming back to the, the, the was it three plus one C's model of coach-athlete of um, closeness, co- uh, co-orientation, complementarity, and I forget the fourth one. Yeah, yeah, and the other one. So that, that, the, all that sort of thing, yeah. They, they, they hit that every single So time. that
0: co-orientation, that's a bit about what we've really said there, the line goals yeah. and, and and the line uh, intent yeah. uh, in terms of that. And then the, the, the other one you mentioned there about closeness. Closeness, so yeah. That, that's... Um, um, what, what, how would you explain what, what that what that means in a coaching context? Because, um, you know, because you, we can be can be close as a coach mm. in a different relationship to be close as a friend. Yes, but there is an overlap of sorts.
1: Massive overlap. I think that's um, I think the best from, from looking at the research, the best sort of um, definition of of that kind of relationship that I found and I did frame it very well you know, in, in, in the words that it is, it was um, very much a, a mentor relationship where there was a, a a knowledge or a power difference, but it was completely irrelevant. Okay. Um, you know, the coach was seen as someone who, you know, didn't, didn't necessarily have all the information, but had more information at hand, um, in some cases had more, say, over selections and whatever, what, what have you, but... Um, but that was irrelevant. It wasn't used. It wasn't abused. It wasn't any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that was drawn on, and the real power was actually between the, the relationship between the coach and athlete, okay. where they're able to identify um, what's working well, what isn't working well, what do we need to do, and and being realistic with each other and trusting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the closest works both ways. The trust works both ways. The, um, the coach needs to be able to trust that the athlete is is going to do what they say, and the the effort needs to trust the coach and in, in they're going in the right direction and, and what they are doing is what's necessary
0: and, th- and that i suppose that alludes to that one the, the complementarity mm. I- i.e that that what might be one person's strength is there's a weakness of a person mm. but they're but they're they're, they're going to um, link together effectively and we're not going to have dual weak areas or, yep. or i suppose dual strengths would be great um, mm. but but that but that being able to 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 rely on each other's certain characteristics that, that would we'll, we'll do there. yeah you know i suppose you got um that didn't come up in terms of how that you know that's just again over time is it working mm. and being um understanding empathetic to each other
1: yeah I, um, I think a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the groups were people who worked together a long time but but some of them were quite new quite okay. short that the athletes the athlete the athletic career was quite short lived but it was mm. still very successful when they Happen to be people who worked very well together, um, and and became very close very quickly because they were com- because they were they they as people were complementary.
0: So if we were setting out to create uh, an effective coach athlete relationship, I suppose we'll be thinking about how do we engage both parties as equal parties, yeah, as opposed yeah. to I've got the knowledge, yeah, uh, and I've done this before mm. in terms of the coach. So on you go, yeah, <laughs> and, and we're not going to get the best from them if we don't actually understand them as people and, and yeah. connect with them as people i suppose yeah Is that well, really that's,
1: that's one thing i find in i suppose how the, the culture in in our sport within the uk at the moment it's it's there's a lot of talk of being coach centered or athlete centered but mm-hmm. I, through this research um, i sort of view view it as more of a, a performance centered mm-hmm. um where the coach almost comes into that it comes in as part of that performance and how is that going to what needs to happen within that group in that within that relationship to be the most per- highly performing it can be it's
0: interesting um, I've, I've seen a similar representation a bit like a yin and yang where the coach and the athlete come together yeah and that focuses the performance because they're equally valued mm. so so um, we could label that whatever we want but I think that performance orientated is is a, a really useful label because the the coaches bring what they bring the athletes bring what they bring and together. Yeah the performance is the focus yeah uh, absolutely. And, and as equal pairs so i suppose we're, uh, we're we've not got an excessive weight in either way mm. at times coach might lead yeah. kind athlete might lead absolutely but they're both valued so that therefore um that's fine
1: yeah because it's that, like that a, go, a perpetually open conversation
0: but the, yeah. but that would be underpinned by the trust yes that that the other person's going to be there yes. when they need to be there yes. which is which trust takes a bit of time to build, and definitely, yeah. Definitely. So, is there anything else that that, that, that stands out um, from from the, the research, or
1: um, there's it's, it ended up being quite um, relatively simple. It's, there was nothing, yeah, nothing particularly special mm. or magical. It was all it was people who worked very hard and very dedicated. Um, they were very focused. Um, they all had their challenges. I mean. The, the financial challenges was probably one of the biggest, um, or most mentioned in terms of athletes. Um, and that's probably a, a fairly worldwide, mm-hmm. globally accepted thing. It's, it is challenging to do that, especially um, when you haven't quite made it yet. I think in the, the funding funding situation in the world is like you sort of need to make it first, and then you get supported. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So getting there is a hard bit. Um, but uh, there was definitely, definitely a lot of emphasis on seeking the right environment to be in whether that be the right coach the right physical environment you know having the right water having the right um uh, uh, training group having the right facilities all Mm -hmm. that was a big focus um and uh you know a lot of them would move around to get to where they needed to go for for whatever reason did did anything
0: you just mentioned there about training group did anything come out about the um uh the 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 you talk about the coach athlete relationship there Mm -hmm. but the the athlete-athlete or the coach training group relationship mm. as well does anything come out that was that stretching a bit more uh, where that was went?
1: stretching a bit more a lot of the most of the cultures of the interview were um, predominantly one-on-one one. it wasn't okay. purely one-on-one one, um, but predominantly there was some conversation around um, training groups and, and how the coach fitted in And again that was a range um, mm. a range from you know sometimes the coach is actually not not a part of the group as a training person a training athlete but would would jump in and be alongside as someone in another kayak okay um to someone who's you know, completely out of the boat and completely um sort of separate to the group and overlooking the group yeah, yeah. Okay. um so a, again quite a quite a what we
0: might see as a more traditional uh, yeah. coach on the bank
1: yeah but people on the water but, but yeah. as well uh, like that was often quite dynamic mm-hmm. um you know sometimes it was about a coach that would you know for for if it was a, a longer, easier session, they'll jump in and be alongside and and you know have some really good chats along the way on that. And you know one one thing that was was um, pretty common, but you know didn't didn't doesn't initially feel like that relevant. But that you know a lot of the, the athletes would say that their coaches would spend you know would would notice things on the bank. Would notice that there's a bird over there and, and mm-hmm. all, like they haven't seen it, you know there's always oh, a kingfisher. Yeah. Um, and they spend time soaking in the nature and and. That was actually quite surprisingly consistent was that, that they'd take time to soak in the surroundings. and, and It especially. wasn't
0: just about getting the, the training done. It was yeah. also about... We're enjoying it. Yeah, we you know, are, yeah, let enjoy it. Because yeah, we're training most of the time. We should Tra- enjoy trainings, it. Trainings,
1: training isn't, you know, the training itself isn't always that fun. It's yeah. often, often very hard and grueling or, or mm. boring and repetitive. Um, but, you know, taking, taking enjoyment where you
0: can get it. Um, so it sounds to me a bit like remembering to, 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 to be... Often it's the person, isn't it? As the person yeah. and, and where we are is yeah. as important as the training and, and, and the goals. Absolutely. And actually, if we if we're happy people, and we appreciate where we are most of the time, yeah. we're more likely to actually do the training that we know might be unpleasant today. Yes. Yeah. But hey, look, it's a lovely day, so it yeah. could, could 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 be it. So so and um, what about the role of communication? So it was was there any did any of that come out? Was it would would the day report be in? effective communicators with each other or, or um, was that that didn't necessarily stand out
1: I think well communication <coughs> wasn't wasn't too There was sort of mentioned here and there about okay. communication um, often it was sort of a, maybe a, a, maybe why a, a previous coach-athlete relationship for the athletes or for the coaches didn't work out because there was mm-hmm. a lack of communication one way or the other whether okay. it was the athlete who wasn't able wasn't willing or able to communicate something or, or the coach wasn't willing or able to communicate back Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, in the, in the successful ones, I think that communication wasn't really mentioned because it was, it was effective. Okay. Um, you know, come out the closeness and the, and the... Yeah, yeah. I, and I suppose that the, way,
0: the, way, the reason I went down that line of question really was that in order to be close, in order to have aligned goals and, mm-hmm. and be complementary of each other, you need to kind of understand each other. And yeah, I suppose that absolutely. comes from an, an effective communication system. But it doesn't mean everybody's always chatting. It just means yeah. you know how to communicate well, lot, effectively well, with that person. Either yeah. in terms of giving them information or drawing yeah. information from them, yeah. from both ways. I mean, uh, how to interact with the coach as opposed as opposed to just the coach with the athlete.
1: Yeah, massive. <coughs> I think honesty is a massive part of the trust that the, the coaches and athletes had um, with each other, and that, that's that's a lot, of, a lot to do with communication. And um, I mean, the the I think the goals and then, you know knowing the athlete and coach knowing each other, I think sort of brought into light for each of them the, those sort of secret goals you have along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, if I do this, I'm good enough, um, but it might not be, you know, your, your goal might be to, to win the K1-1000, um, but you might have a secret goal of like, I want to do it in this time. Okay. You know, but, uh, you know, I think those were all sort of things that through the, through the trust, through the closeness, were able to be things that were talked about and, and unpacked mm-hmm. um, and sort of like, yeah, discussed. So they weren't, they weren't secret anymore
0: okay so so if we um so in terms of your research then did that re- reinforce what you the, the reading the, the, you know in terms of understanding what under what underpins that successful sporting performance but also the happy people I suppose I want to paraphrase it in terms of we' talking about mental mental yeah. health one of the questions you were yeah. talking about there was they were successful uh, as athletes yeah. and coaching uh, of athletes but they also it, look back on that time with a degree of um, enjoyment?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, one of the... Touching on that sort of the idea of mental health and well-being, um, really interestingly for both the coaches and the athletes, was, there's one section of, of Hardy et al that talked about the elite and super elite, super elite athletes um, identified that the super, super elite athletes all had foundational life events that took place... Um, that, that pushed the athlete further into the sport. And the outcome was that they, they found, them, found themselves in the sport. They found, um, they're inspired through the pathway, or, or they found someone within the sport that um, sort of helped them really flourish um, off the back of a negative life event. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was quite interesting in that everybody interviewed had some aspect of that. Both the which is
0: which, which it's, it's fascinating because quite often when you look into successful athletes, they've had to overcome uh, some sort of significant hurdle. Yes. <clears throat> and yet often the perception is unless I'm being successful every year from being a junior through mm. to being a senior, then then I'm never going to make it to the elite level. Yeah, yeah. But, but the reality is often the elites have had to come out. Uh, and, and that, so so I suppose there's the, 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 the underlying message in there to, to, to people that... If you're going through a hard time, mm. that might well be the bit that you need yeah, <laughs> to come out the absolutely, other side yeah. with the focus and the intent. Yeah. Um, that that you know, that not often the the smooth ride from start to finish. It's often. No, I mean a race, you need you race, need to have some sort of challenge.
1: A race is incredibly hard, and mm-hmm. you know sometimes having having gone through adversity is going to you know give you the. The skills you need to mm-hmm. be able to push through the hard, that, that how hard a race really needs to be. And th- Those
0: adversities aren't necessarily just sport related, they could be no. external, no, they no, can absolutely, be life absolutely events, they can, be, I mean, they can be sport, it could be injury, could be all sorts of loss of key yeah. people in their life at a critical time. But you would yeah. think that would derail the whole thing. Well, but
1: the examples given in Hardy Hotel, I mean, they range from, um, you know, divorce, yeah, experience being divorced or divorced or a death in the family. So yeah. it's, it's 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 something that that essentially sport became. Uh, the driving factor in their life because of something else. Yeah, um, so it
0: re- resonates a lot at the minute. With there's a significant thing happened to all of us in the last yes, two years, yes. which a lot of uh, I'm sure a lot of younger athletes will be pretty deflated that key, key key competitions haven't occurred or they've missed a lot of training because training's not been able to happen as effectively. But that could well be the key event that 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 enables Definitely. them to to get the focus to to really you know know what they want and therefore focus on on and achieving that
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely
0: so is, is there anything else that we want to draw from your research um because the follow-up question is so so what what now then what how does that you know what what's that brought to your your coaching or, or to you know um what insight has it given you that that you now try to aspire to be yourself as a uh, coach
1: i mean it's 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 definitely pushed me to be to being you know ensuring that i'm i'm on the journey with the athlete um as well as you know making sure i'm on the buffer and and not bringing you know my life situation or anything that's going on um to be detracting from what the athletes what what support the athletes need mm-hmm. um you know what one thing that was consistent was consistent across all the groups was that um their coach was always available for them and, and relentlessly mm-hmm. uh, was was the word that was brought up a lot um and yeah, it was. It was always. They're always there. They're always realistic with with the athlete, um, as well. That you know, it, success doesn't need to come from a massive, a massive program. Um, you know, mm-hmm. success can come from a very small group. Yeah. Uh, with, with someone who or with with a group of athletes that are focused on the same thing, committed to the goal, um, realistic, um, mm-hmm. and that that are going to work closely with not just. He a coach, but also with the other
0: athletes around them. And, and so that there's, yeah, I mean, I like just reiterate. That so that it's not about the size of the program; it's mm. about the quality of the mm. content and the aligned goals, all those other bits we've talked about, yeah. and and then the the commitment on both parts. But yeah. I suppose what, what you've talked about there is that it's quite a big commitment from the coach to be available yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, absolutely. It, it's, a de- but I suppose that that is a, a, a demand in the same way. It's the demand for. The, 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 somebody's got to be there uh, on the water at six o'clock in the morning with, with the athletes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then equally, doing the preparation the night before to make sure that that, yeah. that session's clearly communicating. They know what's going on. You know. So yeah. so that I suppose there's no illusions that that's comes comes with the, the territory if you want to be. No,
1: absolutely. I mean, coaching. Well, the the athletes are athletes twenty four seven. You know, it's it's no good if if we're only coaches you know when we've yeah, a
0: yeah. couple of hours a week Yeah, <laughs> exactly
1: so you know it's to be dedicated and committed towards the goal we have to be just as mm-hmm. just as committed to it as the athletes
0: are um you know so yeah. is there any other bits that, you, that you've um you know from the research you think about that so the the, the being there for them being yeah. the, being the resource you've taught i think we've talked previously about you being the resource for them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then also getting that Communication to, to with them. Any, any other bits that you've you, you're you're striving to achieve? Because we all we we'll um, know that.
1: I mean, it's, it's resilience, um, yeah, you know, resilience and adaptability. You know, all you know, all the the coaches and athletes experience those those foundational critical life events, but also all of those sporting cultures experienced a, a negative influence on on the group on the the you know, the training. Some and, and they have to be adapted to in some way, whether it's, you know, it is avoided or go mm-hmm. through it or find somewhere in the middle.
0: Um, so the so resilience is an interesting one because that's often where the, the label we often use that is, is character to deal with that resilience. Yeah. It, it, and, and uh, you know, the, the famous saying, talent and character, you, you know, yeah. character beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, you yes, know, and, all, yes. and, you, and you need to have the character to, 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 to get through those those hard times. Mm. Um, if you want to get to the good times, I suppose. So there's there's a key bit there. Cool. Anything else that that, that you'd like to, to pick up? Or anything, have we have we um, said. Um, no, I think that that's that pretty well
1: covers it. I think.
0: Cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, fascinating. So thanks for taking team the time to chat to us about that. No and um and um, we'll see you out on the water. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. Remember to review, rate and subscribe. Bye for now.